Um, thanks everybody for showing up. And Kev, uh, Kevin Apple with uh, B. Taylor Painting and also Freestone Reconstruction. Uh, we decided to put a coffee chat together today to, to discuss uh, Brian Taylor and hear some stories from him and talk about leadership and uh, company-wide aspects and also industry stuff about what's going on with the whole experience that we're all having. Um, we've got a couple different people on from different companies and industries. So let's take a quick second to uh, just go around and kind of everybody introduce themselves. So uh, Brian, I'll have you start. And then when you're done, I'll just call out some people from the, from the video chat here. No, I've, I'm Brian. <laughs> no, uh, Brian, yep. In uh, 20 years in business, B. Taylor Painting, um, Freestone Reconstruction. No, we've been on for five plus years. Um, and then... I'll kind of tell my story a little bit more later, but go ahead and Mitchell. Mitchell? You're on mute, Mitchell. Let me see. Unmute. You got it. There you go. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Mitchell Johns, uh, Freestone Reconstruction, uh, Director of Estimating and Project Management. I've been working here for about two and a half years now and just kind of came on full-time um, start of this year. So happy to be a part of the team and looking forward to getting some FaceTime in with all you guys here this morning. Awesome. Uh, Bob, you want to quickly introduce? Sure. Uh, my name is Bob Fintland. I'm a retired structural engineer and project manager. I've been retired for about four years and so uh, moved to Marina Village and they tapped me to be chairman of the building committee. So we spend, we spend about half a million to $800,000 a year. Um, Freestone is one of our preferred contractors. They've done a couple of big jobs for us in the last couple of years. Gotcha. Thanks so much for coming on this morning. Uh, how about Christy? Hi, um, my name's Christy Bravo and I'm with Bravo Roofing. We are a family owned and operated um, roofing company and I am the VP of Client Partnerships. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Kelly, are you uh, able to introduce yourself there? Yeah, sorry. I have okay. a half-year-old who's uh, having a meltdown about writing these letters, so um, coming in. And Daddy's on the phone, so this is the fun of the environment that we live in. It's <laughs> mom, teacher, home, you know, all of that. So, um, yeah, my name's Kelly. I'm the president and associate in Northern California. We're a management company. We've been in business um, in Northern California area for a little over 35 years. So um, we have 350 associations we manage across Northern California and about 130 employees. Awesome, well, thanks for coming on this morning and taking, uh, taking some time. Uh, Janice, I don't know if you're able to introduce yourself or uh, if interested. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. So um, I'm Janice, I'm with Payne West Insurance. I work um, as part of the team on the B. Taylor painting and the Freestone reconstruction accounts. I'm having some technical difficulties here. I'm out in the middle of nowhere trying to connect. So happy to be here with you guys. Awesome. Well, at least we can hear your audio. That works. And if you get a chance, go ahead and put your video on. But if not, then you're definitely here with us today. So, well, awesome. So, Brian, do you want to start in a little discussion on kind of uh, your first story on where we're at? You know, Bob, Bob had asked how we get uh, our teams ready and stuff for production. Um, but first, I'd like to hear a little bit about kind of the scenario and what, what your thoughts were when you had to speak to the team about, you know, moving forward with the current experience and how we're working. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, obviously it's something that we've never, never been through before. You don't prepare for stuff like this. Um, it was interesting yesterday, you know, I, I'm, I don't sit still very well. So in amongst all this, we, we, uh, we keep driving, we keep going. And, and, uh, we were driving down the road yesterday, going to pick up some, some stuff with a friend. I, I said, I'd go for a ride along and we're doing zoom meetings, production, you know, production, uh, pre-production pre-con meetings on the road on zoom. And I was just like, this is weird. You know, it's this whole process that we're in. It's something we don't, we don't prepare for, but, um, but then you sit and you, you, we look back and we go, you know, I started my business in 2000. Um, and I remember, uh, you know, just purchasing my very first van and, uh, getting that first, uh, debt of $23,000 for a van. And it was a couple of months later, nine 11 happened. And all of a sudden we have all the uncertainty of that time. Um, you know, we go from these huge dot-com era where, you know, you couldn't do anything wrong. Everyone was throwing money around like crazy. And then 2011 or 2000, you know, we, we go through all that. And then, um, uh, 2008, you know, when, when the stock market crashed and we, we hit that and you, you, you see all these things in the history of what we've been through in just the last 20 years and in, and, and looking at where we're at now, um, you know, my biggest thing I look back and I just, I'm just thankful I had a lot of people, business coaches and, and so I'm a big fan of mentorship and, and, um, and looking out to people that have been, I mean, um, I had an opportunity couple of years ago to meet the guy who started labor ready i don't know if, you, if you're familiar with labor ready it was the first um big temporary labor staff you know and sitting with him having breakfast and you know taking a business from when he hired two three guys to uh, to taking it to selling for 1.1 billion dollar he brought revenues to 1.1 billion dollars a year and and you sit down with these guys and and really try to feed off them and and get um get you know, kind of history, you've done it for 50 years, 40 years, you've done it for 30 years, I want to know, you know, and, and so over the years, just I've spent so much time talking to those people and, and um, very fortunate to have have the opportunity to, to have, have them in my life. Um, you know, one of the big things that that I've learned or been instilled on me is always position yourself for stuff that's unexpected. Um, in other words, you know, I, I, you know, without whatever they told us, I was told a long time, put 80% of your receivables in cash in, in the bank. And I always thought, man, I want to go buy a new boat. I want to go buy a new truck. I want to go do this. But fortunately we, we followed that rule and we, and we continue to, to do it. And as the, the hurdles came and as the big obstacles have come, we know we we've just tried right through it. We haven't, we haven't had setbacks. We're still able to expand business and hire, you know, we look in into 2008, 2010, um, you know, I was talking to bunches of companies and friends that were rolling and, you know, they're, they, their companies are, are shutting down, they're freaking out, they're, they don't know the uncertainty of the world. And, and uh, you know, we grew 160%, you know, two and a half times, um, you know, and, and, and it's, it's because of the service that we've created, the, the, the staying true to who we are with, with providing service and, and just being upfront and honest with, with people and doing our part. So, um, you know, as we look at where we are right now, um, I'm the eternal optimist. Um, I don't, I don't shy away from this at all. I'm not scared. I mean, I'm, I, I'm pouring foundations on two houses today that I'm trying to build. I'm, I'm, uh, 
you know, I, I, I just don't shy away. I'm very optimistic of where we're going to be in the future. Um, I almost to a fault. You can talk to my production team and I, <laughs> my only question to them is I don't understand why we don't have guys, 70, 90, 80 guys on job sites right now. Like, I just don't get it. There's always a way um, to, right. to push through this stuff. So. Have you always been the eternal optimist or is that something that came through throughout your professional career? Uh, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I would say yes. I mean, I, I naturally find or seek the good in, in the situation and, and the bad, they're just, they're just struggles. They're just hurdles. They're not even struggles. It's just stuff to get through. Keep, keep pressing past, you know, you don't, don't, but yes. I mean, we don't, we don't stare at obstacles as, as setbacks or, or whatever. I mean, they're just obstacles. They're just, how do you get through them? Um, you know, I, we talked about the, where do we come up with the name Freestone, Freestone Reconstruction? It's a, it's um, the beginning water of a, of the headwaters of a stream. And so if you took and you said you got snow melt, you got uh, glacial ice, you have springs and you have rain that all funnel into what becomes the Freestone, the first water. Well, that first water, you know, it, it, it will overcome all obstacles. And that's where we, that's where we drive that name from is, is that as long as you have a consistent flow of snow melt and rain, you will build up enough pressure to overcome all those obstacles. So that's our, that's our theory. That's how I, I run my life. I just, I continue to just push forward. So it, I'll wear some people out sometimes. <laughs> you know, it does as, as somebody who is on the initial call um, and video chat when, when in California, when we first kind of started going through this experience, um, something that you portrayed and relayed to all of us was that like, um, yes, it's a problem. Yes, it's a challenge on the new way that we're working and, and what we have to go through experience right now. Yes, we have a lot of information we don't know, but the idea is just to keep going and to keep pushing and to keep asking questions. And to, one of the big things that you said on the video call was to contact all of our clients, past, present, and potential future, and just ask where their pain points are. You know, and just just try try to get a better understanding on where they're struggling or what what um what what we can help or be of service to, and you know, is there a is there a place that that comes from as well aside from being the optimist? Uh, you know, is there is there a story that you can relate to this of a time period where you did exactly that, hit a wall, didn't know what to expect, but just said, "I'm just going to keep going," and then all of a sudden something opened up of an opportunity where you said, "There we go, we're just going to." go forth in that realm i i, I kind of i just puts me back in 2008 when um you know when that big bubble crash was happening and um and it, it i had to sit down and go okay what are we gonna do you know are we gonna are we going to start to downsize are we gonna start pulling away or are we going to double down on it and 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 search and seek and um, you know, I go through and just sat down and, and started making those phone calls to my customers that, you know, in 2008, so we'd been in business eight years. Um, we had really pressed into the property management, um, the property management industry about 2002, 2003. So, so I had five years really of established relationships. Um, and, and it was a matter of saying, okay, obviously we're going to have new pressure. We had new, uh, the industry was kind of you know, there was the new construction market was falling. So we had a lot of new construction people trying to get into our reconstruction areas and our repaint areas. So they were underbidding us big time. Um, 
bidding the jobs in the assumption that they could work like they do in new construction. Um, and so we, we went back to the drawing board and said, okay, are we going to lower our pricing just to earn work? Are we going to just try and get any job that comes about? And, and we said, no, we're going to make, we're going to go back to those relationships to those customers that we've been serving for the past five years. And we're going to call them and say, what are, what are you dealing with? I have guys sitting at home. I'm loyal to these guys. They did, they signed up for 40 hours a week. How can we as an industry partner, you're my partner in this, in this, in this deal. How can we put those guys to work? And, uh, and, and yeah, they, they got bids that were lower. Um, but, but when it came down to, Hey, um, I need to get these guys, they came through and they said, no, we, we will give you this work. Let's get your guys going. Let's get things back together. So, um, you know, it, it's a team effort. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not just something that we, you know, do on our own. We, we have to have the clients buy in too, but we, you know, we're there to service them. So. Right. And so Kelly, you had said, focus on what, um, what you can do, not what you're restricted upon. You want to add on to that or talk to that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think to tag on to what Brian was saying, um, you know, the, the world has changed so significantly in the last 45 days or 60 days. Um, and I think the perspective that he takes about, oh my goodness, you know, all of a sudden we are restricted and we can't do these things. Well, let's sit down and think about and talk about what can we do and what can I allocate my guys to doing? And, um, is this an opportunity to catch up on, you know, cleaning and organizing the storage unit that I may not have ever gotten to because we're so busy before um, and taking that kind of positive perspective to really look at, um, you know, how do I keep my guys employed? How do I keep them working? Um, how do I keep engaged with the clients and supporting them? And just being able to say, all right, so maybe, you know, that my sales guys aren't going out on site to do inspections and, um, you know, write proposals, but what can they do? And reach out to the clients and ask questions and um, understand what's coming so that we can prepare for what the world looks like post this situation, which I think, in, in my opinion, is going to be significantly different. I think, Brian, you mentioned doing Zoom calls while driving down the road and, um, you know, being much more mobile. Um, I think a lot of clients we've experienced are really enjoying the participation and engagement they're getting from um, having meetings via conference call because some of, we're getting additional homeowners that don't necessarily show up at meetings. Yeah. Um, and we're um, homeowners who travel significantly um, or may not live in the community and can't come to a meeting on site. Well, now we've provided them a venue to participate um, in, in engaging in their community. And so I think um, we're going to see a trend of the industry in terms of community association management moving much more forward in terms of technology following this event. Um, and so we're sort of preparing for that. Um, and when, when the orders came down, a lot of people were like, well, let's just cancel meetings. We're not going to do anything. And we said, we're still doing it. I mean, no, we can't meet in person, but let's do we're doing conference call meetings, we're doing Zoom meetings, we're doing whatever we can, right? And it's the same thing, I think, with, with the construction industry. You've seen people say, we're, we're shutting down, we're not working, we're laying off all of our guys. Or you're seeing other people go, well, we can't do this, but we can do these things. And so we've got this, send it to us, um, and we'll go ahead and take care of those things, and we would just bump them higher on the priority line. So I think it's, it's, it's just a matter of perception and perspective, and so I really like what Brian was saying about focusing on what you can 
engage in versus what you can't today. I've often said, say, uh, the hardest part of life is that life continues, right? And, and, and you always have to remember, it, there, it, next week, the earth, the, you know, life is still continuing. And so we can't just, you know, don't worry about the burdens of today for, you know, let's, let's deal with it and know that there will be tomorrow and, and, uh, and pressing on. Yeah. That we, is awesome. On that, on that Monday, you know, when we laid off 55 guys, um, you know, we got the order. It was funny. It well, not funny, but <laughs> there's nothing funny, about. but we sat down at 10 AM and, uh, and I gave everybody the, we're going to keep pressing forward. Don't worry about this. I'm not worried. We're going to do fine. And then the Newsom order on, or the Santa Clara County, whatever news brief said, nope, you're shutting down. And then I got back on about an hour later and said, all right, change of heart. <laughs> but making that decision, I mean, we laid off 55 guys that day. And, and uh, you know, that, that afternoon was, hey, Chewy's our soup, one of our painting superintendents. And I, and, hey, Chewy, you know that um, equipment inventory that we've been wanting to do, we've been talking about doing it for a year and a half. This is our opportunity get the equipment inventory done, get all of the, the rigs brought through the shop and let's get the oil changes done. Let's get all the maintenance done. Let's go through all the ladder equipment and do the, do all of that equipment check stuff. And, you know, four weeks later, we, <laughs> how much more equipment can we check? But it, you know, we, we got all that done. Take advantage of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of that first week. There was a lot of go, don't go, hold up. Where, where are we going to shift and change? But, as the weeks have gone by, at least for the B. Taylor and Freestone uh, production side, um, as somebody that's seen both sides of it, it's it's all shifting and it slowly starts to go forward. And you know, then we what we've seen in like the uh, apartment industry, multifamily um, was different than what we've seen in the common interest development industry. And so, you know, that's that's for our company at least that seems to be one of the benefits of what we did throughout the years was building relationships deeper with clients in both industries and kind of diversifying in that realm too. Um, we really only uh, right now have um, uh, people that are on from the common interest development, but on the multifamily side, we've, we've seen some changes and some things shifting there too. Um, Christy, do you want to add anything to some of what Brian has said about, you know, continuously moving forward? I know your roofing company is down in Southern California and you've seemed to continue to truck forward in that. Yeah, um, we do a lot of the same things um, that uh, the mindset that Brian has is similar. Uh, I'm learning today, um, which is exciting as well. But um, we've just kind of reached out to all of our, our clients and, and customers and, and asked like where their pain points were, um, what they need from us. So we've expanded our, our services. Um, we are in the HOA market, which has continued uh, to keep us busy because of the weather. Um, thank Thank God we had a lot of uh, weather here in Southern California, um, which is um, unusual for us, but um, we're very grateful. Um, the commercial side, the property management companies um, and managers, they're just kind of at a loss. They're trying to figure out, um, you know, uh, who's going to pay rent. So um, for that side, we've done um, like building inspections because they're not able to get out um, to the sites, we're doing that for them. So we've kind of, that's a new service that, you know, we didn't really have before because they were the ones going on site. So yeah, just diversifying and looking at other options. I, I think um, you just got to keep going and focus on, you know, like Kelly said, what, what you can do. 
And so that's what we're doing. Awesome. Doing things like this help too, because you get different ideas, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, Brian, I want to be able to, we have about nine more minutes here. I want to be able to answer um, Bob's question that he had about um, what you, what's your idea and how do we kind of prepare um, our uh, project managers on site, superintendent on site on the project requirements and that type of, 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 um, of challenges that we're coming up with now. Um, what do we do to prepare the guys in the field as far as projects themselves? Yep. Uh, it, it made me think, uh, um, so yesterday, um, I, I had a, I have a landscape, you know, so just, I have a, another company called Kylie properties. Uh, we build spec homes, um, through up here in, in North Idaho. Um, and so I have a landscape company, right. And he built, he does all of our new construction landscape jobs. So I have a point of contact. His name is Kim. I call Kim. Hey, I have some work I want to do at my house. You know, um, I want to get like, some sprinklers moved around. I'm resurfacing my lawn. I want to get, and, and his answer to me was, oh, you need to call Jen at the office. What, what do I need to call Jen at the office for? He says, Jen does all that work. And then that, and she'll get you in touch with a guy named Reese who will come out and be a service tech who will put you in tech in, in touch with the service department. And I, and I, I instantly thought to myself, I, Kim, you're my point of contact. You're my guy. Like, why do I need to call Jen? I don't know Jen. You know, I don't know Reese. I don't know these other people. And it immediately put this bad taste in my mouth. Like, you know, I, I don't want, I just want to call one person and deal with them. And I go back to that in our companies, you know, we've always created a single point of contact for projects. Um, I, I struggle a lot with, with um, the ideas or, or companies where they, they'll have a, um, you know, a guy, a sales guy who comes out and does coffee and, and, you know, takes you to the bar and then he builds a relationship and then sends you over to his estimator who then sends you over to the project manager. And then the project manager meets with their superintendent. And at that point, Bob, to your point that you, you've established a relationship with one person and talked about this project idea that you have. And then you've played a game of telephone all the way down the, the path to the superintendent who then you're, you, you don't know if the project that you wanted to get done is the same project that is happening in the, in the superintendent role. Um, in, in our business or the, the process that I've tried to design would be a single point of contact from establishment through project completion. So when, when, when we go out and, and, and do a project, I want somebody who, who's going to be part of that conversation from the initial um, discussion of the project through air, you know, through the project closeout. Um, and, and as far as in through that, we're going to stay consistent with the, the scope of work, the expectations and, and, um, and our relationship with you. Um, it, on the back end, what's happening within our companies that, that super, that, um, so Eric Olson is an account manager. He's going to meet with you and, and get a, a project scope. He's going to take that scope back to Mitchell, who who will create estimate, the estimate. Mitchell's job. He, Mitchell actually lives in Utah. Um, he he works virtually all the time. That's the other thing. This whole virtual thing. We work. You know, I'm in North Idaho. Mitchell's in Utah. Kevin's in Livermore. So this isn't like that's somebody asked me. This isn't really all that new to us. We we work like this a lot. But anyway, um, but but then Mitchell will take that. He'll build the scope of work. Um, and then that goes back to the project manager. 
when we do a project, when we do get signed up on a job or get the ver verbal approval, the account managers then will have a, a background meeting where they'll sit down with superintendent and the foreman and really dive into the job and go through the particulars, go through uh, plan details, go through budgets, um, material orders, uh, all, all of that back end. So we have pre-production meetings that are in-house and then we have a, a pre-construction pre meeting with the client. Um, and through that, we're, we're, we're really trying to involve some of the smaller projects we won't have our foreman on for the pre-construction meeting. Um, on the larger projects, we try to bring our on-site foreman to those meetings so that we, he's involved in those conversations. Um, but I think the key to it is that our, our, our single point of contact process keeps that conversation, the expectation, the scope of work consistent all the way through completion. Uh, that's, that's our design that it doesn't always happen that way. And I get that. I mean, we have circumstances where things, other things happen, but I think that's the key to successful um, delivery of a product, you know, and consistency. Does that kind of help you, Bob? Or did you want to, is it? Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> one of our challenges, of course, is, uh, of Associa is our, is our management company, but um, if we have a task or project that needs to get done, we pass it on to Associa, who then sends the request out. Um, sometimes there's a, you know, like you're talking about the telephone game. Yeah. By the time it gets to you, it gets to your uh, superintendent, gets to your foreman, it's not what I asked for. Right. And, and so I, I just wonder if there's a better way of uh, making sure that when we do a request, it's got the correct requirements in it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think, you know, that's a shortcoming on, on the client side as well. We don't specify what we want well enough. Um, then you think you know what we want, we talk about it, and in the end, um, we, have to, we have to have several meetings after that to really get the, the scope correct. So, so this scope definition, I think, is really important to me. And working with our management company, I, we need to improve that with all of our contractors. Yeah, Bob, I think that's a good point, right, about the telephone game. You say you want this, then the manager takes it and interprets it as, I yes. think, this, and then we translate it to Freestone, <coughs> who puts it in construction terms, because we've put it in manager terms, and you guys put it in construction construction terms, um, and by the time it translates back around, it's not necessarily exactly um, what you wanted, and so I yep. have an opportunity to close that communication gap um, there, so I think it's a good We've had, actually, we're, we're pretty lucky, because we, we have Eric. <laughs> that comes to the meetings and uh, Mike, Mike comes to our meetings and, you know, even Tony's there. And um, so, I mean, we're lucky with Freestone that you bring the right people out to the uh, pre-construction meetings. Yeah, then I think, can, you know, our role so much is more of a connector um, and to make sure that we're getting those people into your meetings so that, so that the, um, the people who are doing the work are directly talking to the people who are asking the work and, and much of management's role ends up being a connector to connect you to these different vendors um, because we vetted them and confirmed that they're, you know, they are able to work on your property, but our role is so much more of a connector instead, and it, instead of an interpreter, but sometimes that line gets blurred. Um, but it, you know, Freestone has been great about making sure that they've, they've, um, 
they're connecting directly and that they, they have a good understanding of what the scope is directly from the client, which I think is, has been a positive. And, um, you know, my experience with most business partners, especially Freestone, is that they are willing to come and meet with you um, and have that conversation because they don't want to do the work and it not be what you wanted and then have to come back out and do the work again and figure out, you know, who, who gets paid for that. I, I agree 100%, Kelly. The, uh, you know, letting, you know, I don't, uh, letting the contractor meet with the client or and put the stuff into construction terms so that we can uh, bid those projects accordingly. I, I think back to, you know, on, on many, many projects where they've come to us with really gray scopes and, and we've refused to bid it. Um, I wouldn't say refuse. That's probably not the right word, but we, we've told clients, hey, you're not ready for a bid because, you don't have a defined scope. And so when we, we we're, we're going to spin our wheels um, if we don't take the time up front, um, you know, we, we have gone to clients also and said, you know, we're, we're willing to write the scope. It's going to, there's going to be a fee with it. You know, it's going to be $3,500 for us to sit down, draft a proposal, a scope of work um, and, and a matrix. And we've gotten people that look at us kind of sideways, like you want to charge us for that. Well, because we, it's a benefit, uh, to the to the client to then get a baseline scope so that we can put this out to bid. We will take that funds and apply it back to our job if we're awarded the project, but we, we're going to put a week's worth of effort into that or a or week and a half worth of effort. You know, we have jobs where we, we'll send a foreman out for, you know, five, six days and walk balconies and check siding and create scopes and take pictures and identify areas. Um, there's a cost with that, and 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 we have in a, but but that cost is is extremely valuable when you look at the grand scheme. When you can get a defined scope of work and send that out to three four uh, contractors who who then have a very good baseline, you're going to get the 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 best information back to make a logical decision to to on who to use um, to do the project. Uh, but I, I've gotten. You know, I have, I've gotten scopes of work from property managers and, um, you know, they'll, they'll try to write the scope of work and it'll say stuff, it, you know, it, it just it, repair trim throughout property and repaint. And you're going, okay, it's a 138 unit complex with 13 different building types. Like, uh, I don't, <laughs> how do I bid this, you know, and we're going to get four bids on this and, and they'll send that out and, and you go, man, I'm in a bad position because I got, I got to tell this client that this job is not ready to bid and, and you're, and we're going to be spinning our wheels here. And, and so I think that's very important to get a, a, a good clear scope of work up front before we, before we put projects out to bid. So rounding it up, that's, you know, that's part of the core of um, Freestone and B Taylor's culture is, is asking the questions, building deeper relationships with the clients when when we're not in these experiences and, and furthermore even now that we're going through it it's asking those tough questions and being open about it and really trying to get a better understanding not even just with the community managers but also with the on-site clients as well with the boards and every everything else because we're asking those questions from the form of construction you know what exactly are you looking for what's your end desire you know how deep do you want to go with this when does the project get started uh, funding for it. There's all these other things that we could ask in the beginning as we're setting this project up or estimating it so that at the end, you actually get this project off the ground and get completed, right? 
it's a deeper, deeper relationship with the client as opposed to just trying to capture everything. I use the analogy of the roller coaster, you know, or you walk into Disneyland and uh, when you walk into Disneyland, you turn your experience over to the people that designed Disneyland, right? When you walk in the door, you're taken down a path and then you're given a decision to go left or right, but you're continually going down a path of an experience that somebody else designed for you. And that's what, you know, I sat down 15 years ago and I drew out a path. I said, okay, from the time that I make a phone call to the time I close a project, what is the experience I want the customer to have? And so that's our job as, as the contractor, Bob, is to take you down a path from you have a need or a, or a want and our job is to take it from there to a satisfied finished product. Uh, and using that, that concept of a roller coaster or a, you know, you don't, you don't really know what to expect walking into the project, but we've done hundreds or thousands of these projects. We should know what to expect. Therefore, we need to have a path for you to go down and a process for you to follow so that it's a good experience. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We're at uh, 9.35 and I hope, uh, hope everybody picked up, you know, one little nugget from the conversation here and can better the process going forward. And, uh, you know, Brian, thanks once again for jumping on and Kelly and Bob and Janet and Eric and uh, Mitchell and Christy, really appreciate your time. Hope you had a, had a good coffee while we're here. Um, so in a lot of the videos that we've ended up over the past couple of weeks, just want us say one thing of gratitude or appreciation for today. I think it's super important along with, you know, Brian's level of optimism. We, there's always one thing in life that we could be happy for. So if we can just do a quick round of one thing where uh, we have a moment of gratitude for, that'd be awesome. Uh, Brian, you want to start? So I, I have, my daughter made me a cappuccino this morning in my cow cup, but I have a cow hobby. And uh, we're almost wrapped up with calving season, and we and we've had a great season, and and uh, I've got three more cows to give birth still, but for the most part, it's been an awesome calving season, and I'm so glad to see sunshine right now, and we might get some rain today, which would be good to grow some grass on the pastures, and and uh, ready for spring, man. It is is just great. That's awesome, Mitchell. I uh, appreciate and thankful for this FaceTime with you guys and really, you know, the clients that we have and the relationships that we've built with those people. And I think it's really important during these tough times to to reach out to those people and see how they're doing, not only in a work sense and in a work world, but personally and how their families are doing and, and making sure that everyone's, you know, doing well in these times. And I'm, I'm thankful for those people and those relationships that I have. Awesome. Christy? Um, I'm thankful for the opportunities that are out there and, and just the ability to, um, to, to see them and surround myself with people that, um, that can see the positive in the situation. Awesome. Uh, Kelly? Uh, it's Administrative Professionals Day today, so I'm going to shout out our admin teams who are just um, customer service. I mean, we've asked them to work in an entirely different um, environment than they're used to, and we have had relatively few hiccups with that. And so I'm just very thankful for their flexibility and their just, again, optimism to just jump in, try something new, and, and um and really uh, help us continue to serve our clients. So they have been uh, an amazing group of people to work with, so. Awesome. Bob? 
Well, I'm really glad I had a chance to uh, meet Brian again and, and hear a little uh, personal clip there. He's a country boy, so am I. Um, but you know, there's an adage, uh, and I'll change it a little bit. Uh, you can take the boy out of the industry, but you can't take the industry out of the boy. But since I've been retired, uh, I really am thankful that I've got to meet the Freestone crew, uh, all the guys, the superintendents, uh, you know, Eric and Mike, and, and that's been that's been good. Retiring is is, a, you, know, you know, four years ago when I retired, it was like the last couple months. I didn't quite know what to do. <laughs> I was staying at home. That's awesome, Janet or Janice. So like I said, I work very re remotely and I'm kind of alone all day long. So it was great to hear how positive all you guys are. It, it really uh, enlightened my day. So thank you all. Janice, you're outside of Missoula? I am outside of Missoula. I live uh, in Alberton, which is like 10 miles up in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Wow. We're fully connecting uh, uh, across the country right now. Eric, are you able to jump on it? Yeah, so I, yeah, I had, uh, had a little issue with my uh, laptop version for some reason this morning, but uh, I've been listening here the whole time. <laughs> um, I, I think um, I honestly am, am appreciative for um, uh, for our clients, for, for guys like Bob, who uh, I, I, I deeply appreciate your, your, your comments, Bob. I think, um, you know, you could have probably given us a harder time than you did, but, uh, you know, it's guys like you that uh, – or why I do what I do, um, you know, we, we, we obviously, you know, we, we hit our challenges during projects, but, um, you know, I think the reason why we try to have a little deeper conversation sometimes so we can have those tougher, those tougher conversations when they need to be had. And, um, we've certainly had a few challenges at, at uh, Marina Village over the years, but I think we've, you know, we've managed to work through them all and, and you guys still like having us back. So I think that, that says a lot. I appreciate that. Awesome. And uh, I just want to give thanks for everybody that, that came on today. You know, it, uh, it, it, I've been doing things on, on social and on using technology in the construction field for years, probably a couple decades. And it all just kind of came together during this whole experience. And, you know, now, now uh, because of this experience that we're going through, I've been able to use a lot of my skill sets to be able to connect people and just seeing everybody on the screen today is, is exactly what, you know, what, what I had seen years ago, which is, which is absolutely amazing because it allows us to all really come from all across the country and connect and really stay positive and, and allow us to now create a ripple effect within the rest of the industry. So I appreciate all of you and thank you so much. And uh, hopefully you go out and have a great day. Yep, great. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.